You're listening to Rama for Today. Waited a few moments, didn't hear anything, and my heart leaped. You know, I thought, sure, maybe he's not home. I hope he's not. And about that time, the door opened, there he was. I mean, he answered the door. And I started to cry again and said, Mr. Cameron, I didn't want in, in die or intimidate Gillis. I just said, I ate one of your peaches, and here's a nickel. I want to pay for it. Well, I could see he hesitated a moment, and then he understood what was happening, so he took the nickel. Man, that'd just be like a fella taking a $100 bill from me today, or a $500 bill. He took the nickel. And then he said, son, anytime you boys want any peaches to come to see me, I'll be glad to give you one. Man, that hurt worse than a whipping. <laughs> I could have gotten one and not gotten all that trouble. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Healing Classics, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Well, listen, let's go real, real fast here now. You see, the, the Bible is progressive revelation. Don't try to get back and live in the Old Testament. That's for spiritually dead people. You're not spiritually dead, you're spiritually alive. Get in the New Testament and live. Now listen, Jesus plainly taught us that sickness and disease is of the enemy. Luke 13, 16. Ought not this woman to be healed on the Sabbath whom Satan is bound, lo, these 18 years, seeing that she's also daughter of Abraham? Whom did Jesus say bound that woman? Luke 13, 16. He said Satan did. The, the scripture that I quoted from Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him, all that were oppressed of the devil. Mark the 16th chapter when Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and so on. And then he said, these signs will follow them that believe and one of them was they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll lay hands on the sick. Well, you see, he set the church against sickness just like he did against sin. Jesus, in his earthly ministry, continually cast out demons and broke Satan's dominion over the lives of men and women. There really is no such thing as a separation of disease and sickness from Satan. Disease came with the fall of man. One cannot conceive of sickness in the Garden of Eden before Adam sinned. The fall, you see, was of the devil. Sickness and sin have the same origin. John Alexander Dowie said, sickness and disease is the foul offspring of its mother's sin and its father Satan. That's as good as any. You see, Jesus' attitude toward sickness was an uncompromising warfare with Satan. His attitude toward sin and his attitude toward sickness was identical. He dealt with sickness as he dealt with demons. Now I've come to the conclusion, and I think any of us should if we study our Bibles carefully, that if disease and sickness are of the devil, and they are, then there's only one attitude that the Christian can take 
in regard to them. That is, we must follow in the footsteps of Jesus and deal with them as he dealt with them. Amen. We're just not as Christians supposed to be caught with anything of the devil. It's wrong for us as Christians to have anything that belongs to somebody else. Amen. Isn't that right? My mother said to me, I remember when I was just a little boy, I wanted to go up the street just a few blocks and play with my cousin Gillis. Now she knew that right next door to my uncle's house was a man by the name of Cameron. And he had out in his backyard, now he had a nice fence around it and tall, you couldn't climb over it really. But he had here some peach trees, fine peaches. He had grown these trees, you know, and grafted them and so on, you know. And people would come on Sunday afternoon from counties around, drive over there just to drive by and see these fine peaches. And so she said, you know, a mother knowing boys about nine years old. Now, don't you and Gillis get any of Mr. Cameron's peaches? Oh, no, I won't. No, uh-uh. Well, I went up there to play. And of course, he wanted to, and we did climb up on because that ladder there on the garage, see, he couldn't get over the fence. But it just so happened that the one peach tree was close to this garage, and there was sort of a side, you know, shed to this garage, you know, almost a flat, you know, uh, where you'd store tools and lawnmowers and so, you know. And this tree had just grown up over that, you see. And they were some peaches. They're almost uh, sitting in your lap. <laughs> you know, if you were sitting under the limb, I mean, there they were right there. I mean, just right there. And I, oh, great big peaches. Beautiful peaches. But I remember Mama said, you know, don't, don't get them. And so I didn't. Gillis kept trying to talk me in the nose. No, I said, I'm not going to do it. Mama told me not to. And she finds out, she'll give me a whipping. That's what'll happen. Finally, I'd already gotten down off of the garage. And sort of as a last resort, he got two of them. Now, after he'd already got it, you know, I thought it'd be all right to eat one. You know, I mean, after all, I didn't get it. See? And so I, I ate the peach. And Gillis ate the other one. Played around for a while and went home. Mama said, son, did you uh, get any of Mr. Cameron's peaches? I said, no, ma'am, I didn't get any of them. All I did is eat one he got. She said, come here. So I got, went to her, you know, and she picked up my hand and began to smell of them, you know. Said, you've been eating peaches. You've had a peach in your hand. She can smell that peach. Well, I said, now, now Gillis did get two of them. And I didn't. I wouldn't do it. I'd already gotten down off of the garage, you see, off of the shed. And, and, and he got these two, all right. And I did eat one. Well, now, she said, just march right in there because I had some money, you know, that I was saving up to buy some clothes with and get a nickel. Now, that don't sound big, but boy, a nickel's big in those days. Get a nickel. 
and marched right up there and paid Mr. Cameron for that peach. Oh, no, I started crying. Oh, I, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Tell him you got one. I said, I didn't get it. Well, she said, that's the same thing. You knew he did and you ate it. Tell him you got one of his peaches. Don't mention Gillis. That's them for that. But that you ate one of his peaches and pay him for it. Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, she went out back out. We had some peach trees. They were scrubby trees. They wasn't, you know, having the peaches on them. If they did, did the mountain thing, the little bitty thing. But anyway, they made good switches. And she got a good one. She got a good one. Now, she said, son, and you see, it's just, just, just right up there. I mean, you could look up the street and see it. I mean, yonder's a house right on the corner, yonder, just a couple blocks away. You march right up there and knock on the door and give him that nickel, tell him you got one of his peaches. No, I'm not going to do it. Well, now, she said, if you don't, I'm going to give you a whipping. I'll take you right back there in the bathroom and give you a whipping. And then I'm going to whip you all the way up the street. And stand right there with you till you knock on the door and give him the nickel. And then when we get back home, I'll take you in the bathroom and give you another whipping. Boy, that'd be three of them. <laughs> well, all right, all right. I dried up my tears the best I could and took off up the street. Oh, I was hoping that Mr. Cameron wouldn't be home. Maybe I can get out of it if he's not home. I knocked on the door. Waited a few moments, didn't hear anything, and my heart leaped. I know I thought, sure, maybe he's not home. I hope he's not. And about that time, the door opened, there he was. I mean, he answered the door. And I started to cry again and said, Mr. Cameron, I didn't want to in, indict or intimidate Gillis. I just said, I ate one of your peaches, and here's a nickel. I want to pay for it. Well, I could see he hesitated a moment, and then he understood what was happening, so he took the nickel. Man, that'd just be like a fella taking a $100 bill from me today, or a $500 bill. He took the nickel. And then he said, son, anytime you boys want any peaches to come to see me, I'd be glad to give you one. Man, that hurt worse than a whipping. <laughs> I could have gotten one and not gotten all that trouble. But the thought I wanted to give to you is my mama taught me. It's wrong. It's wrong to take something or to have something that belongs to somebody else. Amen. Sickness doesn't belong to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said when you pray, pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is any sickness in heaven? No. Well, it's not his will then on earth. It's Satan's will. It's a devil's will. It's wrong to have something that belongs to somebody else. Sickness does not belong to the kingdom of God. Sickness does not belong to heaven. Sickness does not belong to the church of God. Sickness does not belong to the New Testament church. Sickness belongs to the devil. And if you've got a piece and eat it, bless God, just march right back up there and pay for it. That's what you're going to do. And then back off and don't get any more of them. Hallelujah to Jesus. No, you can take sickness and come along, you know, and folks will just open the door and invite it right on in. I mean, good spirit-filled Christians. Come right on in. Yeah, I've been waiting for you. I've been expecting you. They can read in the paper or hear on TV. They told us there's going to be an epidemic. 
of the Asian flu. Now, if they said it's a heavenly flu, I might get ready for it. But there, you ever hear of anybody having the heavenly flu? It's always Asian flu, Hong Kong flu. Did you ever notice that? It always comes from where the devil and demons and evil spirits are ruling supreme. And spirit-filled Christians will read that and hear it on radio or TV, and they'll say, yeah, it's a coming. Yeah, they said it was. I, I, I'll be the first one that'll have it. Yeah, I sure will. And sure enough, they do. They do. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer is the three-CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Receive from God. Also in this month's offer, the book from Kenneth Hagan entitled, Blessed Is. Call toll-free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Honey, October's a busy month. Yes, it is. Yes. Rama College Weekend, October the 15th through the 17th. If you're interested in knowing what Rama is all about, come and visit us on the Rama USA campus. Yes, you can and, go. If you want to get more details, just go to rama.org and the details there are about the college weekend. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue this life-changing teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend 